Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hey girl, you ready to go? I'm ready. Are you ready? I am wore out. That's a common denominator amongst our recordings, isn't it? I know. (laughs) We're pretty lazy. (laughs) I think if we were ever well rested for an episode, it'd be scary. Right? That means we're not doing anything. I know. We'd be boring. We would have nothing to talk about. Which goes without saying what we (laughs) typically have anyway. So what are we doing tonight? What shots? Yeah, let's talk about shots. And instead of drinking shots, we are coasting off our Fauci ouchies. We went and got our COVID vaccines today. Yes, and I am not feeling the greatest. I am having reactions. Well, to make matters worse on mine, I donated blood and then went and got a (laughs) shot, so... I think I was cruising on empty and then got that high-dose cocktail. Well, in all fairness, we didn't know that we were getting the shots. We thought that we'd be able to schedule an appointment, but they had a cancellation, so we took it. With everything flaring up again and parties in full effect, we just thought it was the right time. Again, we had it back in November around Thanksgiving. Yeah, I had it November through February. Can you believe that? You were in rough shape. Yeah. You're a little green today, so I'm hoping this isn't a reoccurrence. Yeah. But we feel it's the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially with, what is it, the Delta one that's picking up real big in our area. So, And they got Naughty New Orleans coming up next week. So I know last year that was getting a lot of bad press. It looks like Bob Hannaford and the group are taking positive precautions this year. But I'm scared to see what the repercussions can be come a week from now. I, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of the lifestyle events are now. I've seen quite a few popping up that they want you to test and have your vaccines and stuff. Well, we went to a party we're going to talk about this episode, and when I came back, I was getting ready to do three classes in Louisiana. Each class had about 30 people signed up for them, and just out of my own personal recognizance, I guess you could say, I went ahead and took a home COVID test and came up negative before I got in front of all these people. I just didn't want to be that one person that spread it all over Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. Well, enough chatter about that fun topic. Let's talk about an event we have coming up in October. Podbash, it's still coming. It's at Secrets. We can't wait. Now, I have to say, if Podbash is half the event of the event we just attended, it is going to be a fucking insane time. I apologize. It is storming outside, so you you might be hearing some thunder rolling. (laughs) Did you like that Garth Brooks? Yeah. Did you hear that? A a good Garth Brooks reference, but I didn't hear the thunder. You're standing there pointing at the window. I don't hear shit. (laughs) And I have the headphones on. Well, they might. (laughs) So if you hear us run, it's Texas weather and we're heading for the storm cellar. Move on, girl. Yes. So please join us in Florida at Secrets, October 23, 24, and 25th. Yes, we cannot wait. Now, I will say this. I was unable to do some butt shots at this last event that we went to because of the timing and just the vibe of everything. So I will for sure do butt shots at Pod Bash. So wait, you're telling me nobody had their face in your ass at this last event? Um, <laughs> not drinking drinks, at least? Not drinking drinks. Okay, we'll, we'll cover that. There's lots to be told this episode. Yes. So before we get into the actual episode part of it, we got a pretty interesting question on our Facebook page. And I hope that 
the couple that reached out to us did get our response. They had asked about going to their first event and they wanted to know, should they print out their rules to hand out? Now, I asked you, you had mixed feelings and I had mixed feelings about this. Yeah, our opinions varied a little bit on this one. I think we still were pointing the same direction, but I was probably a little bit more of a dick than you were in the answer. My thought was, and I went back to when we first got in the lifestyle, people used to hand out business cards all the time. And on the front, sometimes they would have people's pictures. They would have your, well, back then it was C4P. So you'd have your screen name, um, your age, how you identified, whatever. And so I suggested to them that on the back, maybe put your hard rules, your hard limits. Like for us, it would be couples, uh, use condoms, no anal. Full swap, same room, no anal condoms. Yeah. If we really want to put our rules. Yeah. You know, and then anything else you can negotiate and change up as you go along, but you don't want to close yourself off to only being this in black and white because number one, it'll scare people off or you'll get people that'll be like, oh, that's too much. Now, in my mind, I imagine somebody walking up with this big attache case, opening it up and pulling out this three page contract full of rules. Oh my gosh, like the old computers. Yeah, it goes little deals that used to always pull off. Printer paper. Yes. Back in the And they say, okay, we just signed down here on line 327. <laughs> I would be out of there in a heartbeat. Well, my thought was, especially their first event, their rules are probably, they're going to have a lot. And so they need to really communicate and focus in on what is definitely a rule. And then the rest you can talk about. But to some extent, in, in our advice, if it's your first event, go watch. You know, it's yeah. a lot easier to go in and get the feel of things. Then they might have a little bit more confidence and not realize that, a contract, a binding contract is necessary that you can sit down with someone on a couch and kind of negotiate through your play style and your rules. Well, and, and we're not making fun of them by any means. We appreciate the question. And as a newbie, that's totally understandable, but make it easy on everybody involved. Well, and my thought is also, I remember when we did our first events in Arkansas, a lot of people had contact stuff. cards. Yeah. Yes. And some of them did have some of their rules on there. But the only thing is, like I said, over time, it's going to limit you. And so that's what you need to be very careful. Like 100% we're using condoms, 100% we are not doing anal. And so we could put those two things down, you know, stuff like that. Yes, put down. I mean, maybe you're into, you don't want someone that smokes because that is one way we've seen that no smokers. So you could put that down. Just a thought. They're good thoughts. They need to be expressed. So hopefully you guys had fun at your first event. Let us know how it went. Okay, playing off that question, we're going to roll into the event we just came from. This is an event we have been attending, I'm going to say the last 13, 14. Yeah, at least 13, 14 years. And this was actually one of our first big events. And it is the Club OKC's annual pool party, which over the years, when we first started going, it was a three or four day event. Now it literally goes from Sunday to Sunday. Oh my goodness. Sunday to Sunday of partying. From morning to night. Amateurs be warned. It's a hardcore event. (laughs) And it's not your let's get fucked up party crowd. This is a pace your party in mode. (laughs) It's a marathon, not a sprint. Let's just go ahead and dive into it. There's a lot to cover this episode. I know last year this was one of our most popular episodes because we talked about some sexy play we had. and I think we tried some new stuff this year, which we'll get into. But before we start, let's go back to the day before we leave. What excitement did you have? Let's skip that story. <laughs> so the this is a full week pool party. We're 
naked or mostly naked, mostly naked. Most of the time, we're not ones to strip down totally. You're not. You are. You are. <laughs> when, when I say we, I mean me. So I was doing some male grooming and we've decided that I can't take waxing very well. No, I can't he, take cold weather. I can't take heat. You've just got just, sensitive skin. Yeah. I'm, like not, I'm not just a little bitch. Skin. It's just sensitive. So we tried waxing one night and it felt like bloody murder. So <laughs> I didn't want to shave. Clippers only got it so close. So you recommended Nair of all things. I have been saying that for a while and you wouldn't do it till someone else told you. Because heaven forbid you listen to your wife. So as you're saying, I listen to my wife, which I always do. <laughs> so I'm in the bathtub or the shower, sprayed down with this foamy stuff and one coat got pretty good, but I still had some fuzz left, so I went in for another application, and I said, well, that didn't hurt too bad, so let me go ahead and spray that on my balls, which is where the story <laughs> takes a violent turn. <laughs> Shut up. Quit the laughing, because I know there's some painful stories of you going on later in this episode, too, so bite me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the shower. And it, now, when it rinsed off, it wasn't bad, but that night at about one in the morning, it felt like somebody had lit a fire on my balls. And they were sticking and melting to the inside of my leg. It was the worst night of sleep. I got up at, what, 2 in the morning and went in there and was putting aloe on my balls. Yeah. And I, I was I was literally in pain. Cussing. Oh, yeah. And then the aloe burned like a motherfucker. I was like, quit being a baby. Oh, my God. I was I was dying. I was like, grow a fucking pear. Grow a fucking pear. I, I was. They looked like tomatoes. They were growing all right. So I, I made it somehow through the night. What was funny is I had to put a little blocker between... My thigh and my ball and my ball and a thigh. I, I literally had to cup them up because they were they were miserable. So I did survive the night. I got to retain my balls. So we get packed up and head to Oklahoma City early the next morning. And we get up there with some friends. And by the time we get to Oklahoma City, my balls look like half-roasted cherry tomatoes. They were in bad shape. So I'm, I'm in absolute pain. Every, every little step or moving on my thighs, rubbing on my thigh and rubbing on my genitals, which was miserable. But, so, so I'm thinking, well, I guess we're not playing this week. Oh, that <laughs> Boy, was, was I wrong. <laughs> we'll get to that part. So I, I powered on, and uh, we ended up having a fun date with uh, some friends of ours from out of town. They weren't able to make it to the pool party, but they were in town that weekend for a romantic getaway, and we got to have a nice brunch with them. It was our one-year anniversary. Yeah, we them. found that out. We were looking at some pictures that popped up on Facebook, and we had all literally just met a year before and became Aww. pretty close in that amount of time. Isn't that sweet? Yep, pretty we, close. We still don't get to see them often enough, though. No. we got to schedule some time with them. Yes. The, so we finish brunch and go back to the hotel and start setting up. Again, this is Sunday morning, and we've decided by the amount of people signed up for this event, if we don't get there early, we're not going to get the room we want, or we're going to get the canopy space we want. And I have to say, I was a little bougie about the room. Kept going back and forth. The poor guy up front was like, just pick a goddamn room. Well, we had our friend that does maintenance or something there opened up three rooms for us to inspect. <laughs> And we chose the one with the new air conditioning unit Yeah, because we had an episode at one party that the AC didn't work and 110 degree heat. And I'm way too fat for that. <laughs> so we got in our room, we set our camper up so we'd have a spot and then we just kind of chilled for the rest of the evening with everyone and we didn't even drink the first night. So we called an early night in lieu of what was coming for the rest of the week. So now Monday morning was the big day for me. You're looking at me like, what? Okay. So. When we travel to this pool party, this hotel is in the shape of a an O. And so you have inside hotel rooms, upstairs and downstairs, and then the pool and stuff's in the middle. Now, we literally should take a U-Haul for as much stuff as we roll into town with this for this pool party. I have my canopy underneath my canopy. 
I've got a rug. I have a blow-up couch. I have a table. I have chairs. Then in the room, I always bring bug spray. And simply for the fact that this is not the Marriott. This this isn't the Doubletree. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of hotels like that won't accept lifestyle big group parties. And so you, you get what you get. But I bug spray the room. I put on a sheet. I bring our own pillows. I bring our own towels. We had lights lit up. We decorate our window. I'm talking we go all out for the party week. Because we are there for a week plus. Yes. Might as well make it home. All right. So you've kind of told them about the rooms and our canopy. Let's go into a couple other things that they do. Let's explain more about the environment of this party. It's not just a big crazy party. It's more of like a family cookout. Yes. There's people bring in grills. There's a grill everywhere you turn around, but we travel too far for our grill. And every morning people offer me bacon. Like I walk around, they're like, bacon, bacon. You're like the feral cat going around getting leftovers. I know, right? I am. They're like, there's food over there. They'll come up to your your canopy and just be like, hey, we've got food over there. You guys want to eat with us? You know, three meals a day, you get food. Um, they offer you drinks. Everyone just hangs out. If if you walk outside naked and need to put sunscreen on, I guarantee you someone's going to come and want to spray your back. That happened to me a few times. I'm just saying. And then I got offended because the guy didn't spray my ass. Really? He's been a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. But they do have some events going on at the pool party throughout the week. There was a cornhole event. There was a twerking. There was some little... Poolside contests. Yeah. Relay games, stuff like that. So we've established what the party and infield and all that is like. Usually my first thing when I get up in the morning, I've always been... I'm just religious about going to the gym every morning when I'm on the road. So to keep my mental schedule in check, I still try to go to the gym. I actually found a gym down the street that one of the former guys I lifted with, he was a Mr. Oklahoma and opened a gym. So I got a free pass there for a week. Now, what were you doing while I was going to the gym every morning trying to get those buns of steel for you? Besides eating bacon, I normally drink coffee before everyone because I get up right after you do and I go out there underneath the canopies and chat with everyone and we talk about everything and anything. Well, did you have any interesting talks with these girls? Oh my goodness, yes. There's some girls that are actually adult content creators that are part of our group and some of the conversations I had with them were very interesting. We talked about lube, uh, and I know you're like, lube? No, bad dragon lube, it's like, it looks like real lube. It's like white and sticky and like kind of like a spider web. It's very interesting. I was playing with it. And then we also talked about some of their different sessions that they do. And I asked one of the girls, you know, like, do you get requests for a lot of anal? I'm assuming that they do. They said they do, but they actually... One girl said she got paid for just eating a sandwich in front of the camera. That'd be spot on for you. That would be your adult content creation right there, eating a bacon sandwich. Right. Give me a piece of bacon and I'll just eat, pay me to eat it right in front of you. I was like, really? I was like, this is kind of interesting. You know, like, because you just assume that people want them to do raunchy stuff. You know, you just assume that. But they said that they actually don't have a lot of that stuff. Uh, One of the girls was talking about that she does dick ratings, which I found that kind of interesting. What's a dick rating? When they, a guy wants them to rate their dick, the size, the shape, the stuff like that, which I was like, I don't think I could do that. The weirdest one for me was that this girl had a guy that wanted her to degrade his dick. and You do that for me for free. What the hell? No, I don't because... 
I was always taught you don't talk about dicks. And so she she really struggled. Just watching her through this process was very interesting because she really struggled with it because she didn't want to do it. You know, like it's a, it's a mental thing. And so she it took her like an hour and a half to even get in the mindset to go in there and say he has like a small penis and come up with these lines. And she was like, he really doesn't have a small penis, but he wants me to say he does. And so it was very interesting just to watch how she was kind of, I guess, prepping mentally for this. Sounds like a new career choice for you. I don't know if I could do it. Keep looking then. I know. I'm, I, I might could do the eating a bacon in front of people and get paid for that, though. So anyways, we talk about all kinds of stuff in the morning. So are you done with the bacon bit now? For the moment. Okay, let's move on from the bacon. So one thing we've always liked about this event is right off the bat, we always have a ton of friends roll in from all over the five or six state areas in the central U.S. Right off the bat, we started having friends pop up from Kansas City, Louisiana, Colorado, Dallas, you name it. Yeah, there was a shit ton of people all over that came in for this one. Like we said, this is a big just event in Oklahoma City, but it brings in people from all over the central. I think somebody, I heard there was somebody from California here even. And I think, was there like over 700 people there? Yeah, what I heard late Saturday night, and again, Saturday night was on the wind down, even an hour out from midnight, they were still having, they still had 50-something people show up at 11.30 at night on a Saturday that weren't registered for the event. That's pretty crazy. This was a huge event. For this reason, this is something you and I have talked about on previous podcasts, why we don't exactly set up dates at an event like this. It really doesn't make any sense for us to set up a hookup or a date from Oklahoma City when we have people driving eight hours away to hang out with us. Hopefully our Oklahoma City people and so on don't take offense to that, but it's just one of those deals. If we only get to see our Kansas City people once a year and it's in Oklahoma City, it doesn't make much sense for us to shortchange our time with them when we go to Oklahoma City every month, every other month. I'd say almost every weekend sometimes it feels like. Kind of goes back to our rule of not taking sand to a beach. That's why we don't take dates to clubs. It's kind of for that reason. Which in the past, we have gone out um, with our Oklahoma City people in a big group for a dinner. But we said this year that we weren't going to leave on Friday and Saturday at all. Like we just wanted to stay there and not get out. And so that did kind of change up us not going to dinner with all them like we normally do. And then earlier in the week, we had dinner dates with out-of-towners that we haven't seen in a, a year prior. Makes it hard. Sometimes it's a balancing act to keep everybody happy. You know, one thing I did notice this year was that there wasn't a lot of pressure to drink at the pool party. You know, in the past, everyone's like, what are you drinking? Try this, try this, drink this, you know. And this year there really wasn't. It was pretty mellow. People were pretty understanding. I came in trying to watch my diet. My goal was to watch my diet through Wednesday or Thursday because I know as soon as I start drinking and eating carbs, my skin starts getting thick and I start feeling like sluggish and crappy. And nobody really pushed anything. I did take a few shots here and there, but... I really didn't start my hard drinking or my crappy eating until Thursday afternoon. Well, and I didn't think I got drunk once the whole time we were there. So we may be past that. Sometimes we'll pull on a good drunk, yeah. but it wasn't this event. There's yeah. just so much other stuff to have fun with. I had a great time for those four days without drinking. I'm really at the point in my life where I don't feel I need a substance to, to party. No, and I can't say I saw a lot of other people just really drunk. You know, have you ever seen that book? Called Where's Waldo? Is that where you find the goofy dude in the red and white hat? Yeah, that was you all week. Why, Every, why am I Waldo? Everyone was, where's Lee? Where's Lee? Normally... Did you say the gym? Yeah, yeah. Normally you sleep on our couch 
out there underneath our canopy, but you didn't this year. I was a little leery. There was a girl online saying she was going to rub her pussy up and down my face while I was sleeping, and I wasn't sure if that was a good thing or bad thing. I wasn't sure if she was serious. I wasn't all she said that she was going to do. Well, damn. We'll have to find out later if she got me. No, but everyone, everyone, where's Lee? Where's Lee? I was around. Do I, do I have to be attached at your hip? Well, no, they just didn't even see you like in the pool. They didn't see you on the pool side. I mean, you were like the little red and white striped guy and all the canopies disappeared. You blended in, I guess. I didn't realize I was the life of the party and everybody <laughs> needed to know where I was at. What the hell? <laughs> I just told him you were sleeping. That's a, Fuddy duddy. Yeah, I slept, I slept a lot. I was in the room sleeping a lot. Yeah. I was laying down a lot. Yeah, you were laying down a lot. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. All right, I'll quit harassing you. Let's Well, let's let's just hit this story on the head. I did have to spend some time in the room because and this is a continuation of the nair on the balls situation. <laughs> so I I went through the bedroom at one point or the room to put on some little a little swimsuit, a little pair of shorter shorts. And as I'm walking back, I'm like, my inner thighs are fucking killing me. I was like, my balls and inner thighs are still on fire, which they rub together from the cardio. So that's part of the deal, but I was sitting poolside and was talking to you, I said, my inner thighs hurt. And I peeled back my swimsuit, and it was like, it looked like a red rash. And you rub your finger through it, and you said, that's fresh blood. So we're like, okay, something <laughs> on my inner thighs is bleeding. Oh, I'm, I'm getting lightheaded just talking about this. So we both hightail it back to the room, and I drop my shorts. And in my shorts that I just put on, they are filled with blood. And my ball is openly leaking blood like a motherfucker. Now, they do say that heads... Like head wounds bleed the most, but I'm I'm almost thinking ball ball wounds <laughs> yeah. bleed the most. Yeah, head head wounds my ass. Have you ever nicked your ball in a car wreck? That shit bleeds like a motherfucker. Holy cow that that was that was scary because I'm standing the there and it was just sore too. Yeah, I, I have to say it was probably right on a vein, but it it was free porn uh, to the point of being scary. So we basically cleaned it up, cleaned all the blood off my inner thighs, and then you put a waterproof, you put some sort of liquid bandage on it. Yep, I put some silvidine on it and some liquid bandage. Oh my god, which was hard to get the bandage to stick to my bleeding ball. It just—it was a bad scenario <laughs> and, and kept get getting it worse. Off with like duct yeah. tape. Yeah, there was just there's no good way to do it. So we're kind of hang. I'm hanging poolside the rest of the day, just kind of put my feet in the water. And I'll be honest, that was pretty embarrassing. We had these girls come up. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. Well, get in with me. Uh, no, I'll, I'll be honest. I'd have rather told a chick I had herpes than I had a fucking bleeding ball. I was just like, hey, baby, I'd like to do this, but uh, my ball's bleeding. <laughs> I mean, how do, how, do you, how do you work through that? There is no good work through. Quit laughing at me. It hurt. <laughs> it was, but luckily, I wasn't like bleeding in the pool. I didn't my look ball like, damaged. Oh, my God. God, so my balls were red and bleeding. Talk about, talk about my small balls. <laughs> There's just a hole in it. If you had a hole in your ball, you'd scream too. So we made it through the uh, leaking ball story. My God. You're like, you got to put that one in. I'm like, I don't want to put that one in. Luckily, the next day with this stuff we put on it, the Neosporin or whatever, it was clearer yep. the next day. Yep. I got it healed up quick, S- scary. quickly. But I was just like, this is the way it my weekend's going to go. Too. Yeah, it did. Because it was little, like you keep saying. <laughs> the cut was little. Shut up. <laughs> There's not much balls there. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> All right, let's get back on topic. So when my balls weren't bleeding, we took a venture downtown <laughs> to uh, get away from things. That's one thing we usually bring up that we do at a major event. We'll schedule some time away from everything, do some vanilla sightseeing, and just kind of settle in. Well, we had to scout out some places for pictures, because if you follow us on Twitter, you know we do a shit ton of random pictures. 
I like to take pictures of my hot baby. Where we went to is we went downtown Oklahoma City, and years ago, when they restructured the highway, they built this bridge that is designed to resemble a scissor tail flycatcher. Now, it doesn't necessarily look like that. It looks I like I don't a, know what the fuck it looks it's like. It's supposed to be a scissor tail flycatcher, but that's what it's supposed to be, but it doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> but look it up online. <laughs> but at night, it lights up in rainbow colors. So we walked out there during the daytime, and again, it covers 10 lanes of highway, so it's a neat view. And we're like, hey, we got some privacy. We can come back at night, and you can strip down to some lingerie or some thigh-high boots or something and do some cool pictures. Later that night, we trekked out from the club. Well, we had a few spots that I wanted to take a couple pictures. Yeah. One of them was in the ghetto. <laughs> one of them was in the bad part of town. But it was a cool backdrop. It was an old uh, 50s-style hotel that was called the Flamingo. Yeah. Well, the Flamingo was not lit up. Because somebody broke it because it's in the bad part of town. And then here I am standing with uh, knee-high boots on, my booty shorts, and topless. On the side of a major through road. And you're like all freaking out. I'm like, just take the damn picture. I'm standing here naked. Come on. And people were locking their doors. I guess they saw us out there in the parking lot walking around naked. Probably thought I was a worker. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) I was was trying to wonder how I'd explain it to cops if we did get pulled over like that. Hmm. Any thoughts? No. It's my wife. Oh, sure, buddy. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, here's your wallet back, sir. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I don't know him, I swear. <laughs> but then we took some pictures. We went downtown to a different area, and we tried to take pictures. But I was just like walking around in my booty shorts, and you're like, put your shorts on. I was like, ah, screw it. I got Daisy Dukes on. Well, we started working towards the bridge, and we were right there at it. And as it, we were getting ready to walk out across the bridge, this little guy comes up on a Paul Blart mall cop scooter, he was like, you guys can't be here. Uh, the park's closed. He it said, we closed at 11 and it was midnight. We're like, oh, okay. In so other he, words, the guy perved on us for 45 minutes watching He was watching, you, he was watching, watching topless pictures downtown. Take topless yeah. pictures. I was afraid I was going to be on the news. I guess we could have just asked if we could have gone ahead and done those. He yeah. might have watched that. He might have let us. Yeah. But we were just like, oh, crap. So we hightailed it out. That was the end of our pictures. We just kind of called it quits after that. Yeah. Well, you ready to break our style of doing things and get a little sexier with our stories here? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and not me. (laughs) (laughs) That's your fault, not mine. Yeah. You're you're welcome. It happened. Oh, where do we go from here? This is going to be a hard one to do. So we've already established that I was missing through a big part of the party. Yes. So I guess we will let you do the review of the party. Meanwhile, I will do reviews of, let's see, hotel room number 138, 136, 142, 202, 222. I was in that one. 222, you're in that one. Okay. So they're not all without you. 119 and room 176. Goodness. You were busy. I think that was your fault. In my defense, what did I tell you? Well, the other night when we were having our reclaim sex, Monday night before I got on the road, you told me that I needed to give you a massage for each girl you let me play with. So, so guess what I kept so, doing? So by, so by my figuring, I, I think I owe you a week and a half worth of massages. <laughs> I kept sending them in. I shouldn't complain, but <laughs> that many massages, my poor hands are going to be curled up like a sloth. Only thing I'm going to be good for is giving you a G-spot orgasm after that, because my poor finger is going to look like hooves. <laughs> I do thank you. You did wing mammy quite a bit. Quite a bit. We're not going to cover all of them. Here, I'm getting a little flustered. But every time I turned around, you'd send a different girl into the room. I'd get out of the shower, and there was one, hey, Kimmy said to come see you. Or um, one time I was picking my nose. I had a booger issue, and I hear somebody come in thinking it's you, and it wasn't. And she chatted for a few minutes and left. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. And then I went back in there fishing for the booger again. And I hear the door open again. And she walks in there naked. And she's like, um, Kimmy said I need to come. And I said, at that point, it had been so many times that this had happened. I'm like, 
are you sure we're talking about the same wife? And she's like, yeah. So it'll describe her. And she says, well, she, and I said, okay, that's good enough. We can stop right there. You know who you're talking about. Every time I turn around, you're sending a different one to the room. I'm trying to rack up those massages. Cause you know, I'm a sucker for them. Dear God. Yeah. I'm gonna have to be working that off for some time. <laughs> All serious though. I was a little leery of playing and getting into some play here. Mainly because we were still kind of on the tail end of our friction between us, for lack of a better term. Which we talked about last episode. But with that said, our issue it was not the lifestyle. It was where we are, our crossroads in actual real life, our empty nesting, everything like that. It had nothing to do with us bickering, I hate you, or you hate me, or we're jealous, or the lifestyle, it had nothing to do with that. It was just... We weren't paying enough attention to each other, and it was showing. Yeah. But again, that still made me nervous when you're hooking me up with single girls. That was a little bit of trepidation on my part. Well, with that, though, I'm so comfortable at this pool party that, to me, you've got to change up your rules and your boundaries a little bit to see if you're not that you're not stagnant in the lifestyle. I mean, if we always say... We're only couples, we're only full swap, we're only this, then how do we know that we're not into threesomes or that we're not into dating separately or playing separately? So this pool party, we know the majority of the people there, and I'm very comfortable with the people I did pick to go into the room with you. Does that is that fair to yeah, say? That's fair. So if they got to go in the room with you, they were vetted big time. So are you comfortable about talking about the details of these experiences? Yes, let's do it. You're going to have to because I wasn't there. Not in this room. (laughs) So the first one, this was a new experience for us. And again, we don't do a lot of kiss and telling, but I think when we push our boundaries and experience new things, we kind of need to dive into it a little bit. I think there's some stuff to learn from them as well as a little bit of a sexy story. This one in particular We met this girl last year when she was part of a couple. Now this year she's actually single instead of being part of a couple. And she and I had spent a little bit of time together. And at one point we were under our canopy and making out a little bit. And she said, what are y'all's dynamic? I'm interested in playing with you. And I said, well, are you bi? And she's like, no. I said, well, we don't play with singles, which is kind of a given rule for us. But I said, we would probably have some flexibility if you're bi, which she wasn't. You know, she's like, you know, Kimmy's attractive, but it's not my bit. So I just kind of wrote it off it there. So fast forward later in the evening, we're walking around and we see her with a guy and she said, Hey, I need to talk to y'all for just a second. So she kind of steps us off to the side and acting like she's talking about something. And she's like, well, this single guy's kind of creeping me out. So will y'all wingman me for a minute? So we're actually just like, yeah, let's go to the room for a minute and get you out of the scenario and we'll chill under the AC and talk for a bit. So we get back to the bedroom and hang out with her for a bit, just talk about life and some other things that are going on giving the guy time to find other things to catch his attention. And she and I kissed a couple times while we were there in the room. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to sneak back out there and see if it's safe. So she went out by herself. And as soon as she walked out, you kind of started in on the conversation saying, you know, I talked her away from you. You know, what do you feel about playing with her? Yeah, because my thought was, is we've talked about threesomes, but if I'm straight and she's straight, then how does that work? I'm not going to sit in the corner and twiddle my thumbs. I don't want to, while you're playing with her, be there. Because I was like, that's, to me, I thought it was weird. So we just kind of talked about how that scenario would work. So I said, are you interested? So while we're sitting in the room talking, you know, you were just kind of being vague, but you brought her up a couple times. And I said, look, if you're serious on this, she and I had a good time together. I would be interested in playing. 
I said, but I don't want you to be testing me. You know, if you, if you're serious, we're going to walk out there right now and we're going to run this by her or we're not going to have this conversation again. Well, and I felt like the vibe that she has fits what we look for in a couple too. You know, like I, I felt very comfortable with her. So we actually walked out, went straight over to the other poolside. Another single guy was all hitting on her. And I said, hey, could we steal you away? And the poor single guy says, y'all aren't going to bring her back, are you? And I said, You had a smart ass comment. I don't remember it. You I'm said, yeah, ass. you're not going to get her back tonight. I was like, <laughs> damn, babe. We walked around one of the side of the canopies and you kind of said, okay, go ahead. And I said, well, me and Kimmy have been talking and you popped up and said, do you want to fuck my husband? And the girl was like, uh, yeah, if I have permission to. Yep. I was like, if you guys want to do this, let's go. So she agreed she wanted to, and I was totally down, which I'll tell you what was totally sexy from there is you took literally, you took her by hand and you took me by hand, paraded us right through the middle of everybody, opened the room, opened up the drawer, said, here's lube, here's condom if you need them. And then you said, you kids go at it. You said, I may or may not be back. I did say, don't get on my blanket. Yeah. You said, don't come on your blanket. I said, don't come on my blanket. Put this one down. And we did. You didn't get on my blanket, right? No. Okay. I'm watching you. (laughs) I'm trying to make sure. I'm pretty sure we didn't. So I just went outside and hung out with everyone while you were doing your stuff. Which was different. It was a different play scenario than what we've had. I know I kind of skirted on playing separate last year. We did that a little bit. But, you know, just having full permission to go whatever. Which, you know, you gave us full permission to do full swap. We didn't. We kind of kept it oral. And that was kind of at my request. Which I think she and I could have both gone the full route. But I still didn't have the comfort level. Seeing that what we just came off of last month with our little fights. You know, still didn't have the, yeah. and still didn't want to push, you know, I didn't want to go hundred percent into it, but she and I had a real good time. It was again, kind of interesting getting to play with someone that you weren't involved with or no real connection before. Yeah. Well, so then in the meantime, everyone's where's Lee, where's Waldo, where's Lee? They weren't really asking that, were they? Yes. Why were they nosy? Everyone, everyone. I had five girls come up and ask me and then one girl that didn't have a room was like, um, can I go in your room and go to the bathroom? And I was like, uh, I think, I think his balls are bleeding. You don't need to go in there. (laughs) I was like, um, he might be a little busy sleeping. And she goes, Oh, I see. You didn't tell me that part. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why she kept, everyone kept saying, well, where's Lee? Is he sleeping? I I seem to be the butt of the jokes all weekend that I had no idea what half of them were. I guess I know what that one was now. Yep. <laughs> but things things were good with me and her. It, it started off pretty slow. It was mainly oral. Now, I got to say something sexy that went on between us. At one point while I was going down on her, I'd, I'd have a tendency to just be involved in whatever I'm face first in. But I kind of looked up at her. She was making these little grunting noises. And she had her hands kind of up in the air like our cat does when you rub its belly. She was all pawing at the air <laughs> and making these little grunting noises. And I'm like, that is the sexiest fucking thing I've ever seen right there. See, and you think I'm crazy when I'm like, meow, meow. You're crazy because I have to deal with you all the time, so <laughs> I know where that's coming from. But I'd, I'd say we probably went at it for about two hours. It, yes, it, it was, it it was, was two hours. It, it was slow and intimate. I have to say that was a fun experience. Yeah. And it really wasn't as weird as what I thought it would be. And afterwards, when you guys came out, you and I went over underneath our canopy and just kind of chatted a little bit about what had gone on. Kind of reconnected afterwards, which was yeah. good for both of us. Yeah. But I can't say we wouldn't do it again. She and I kind of mentioned that 
next time if we step it up, it should be pretty hot. Yeah, which I, I know you don't know, but the next morning when I was eating bacon, um, she was feeding me bacon, and I just checked in with her. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I said, you know, Lee, Lee checked in with me, and you don't really have anyone that you could check in with, so I'm going to check in with you. Was it okay? How was everything? You know, she fed me bacon while I checked in with her. Now she'd just give you the massages. I'd be set. <laughs> so moving on from some sexy stuff, even at an event this size and as well run as it is, there's going to be a little bit of nastiness, snarkiness, dirtiness. There's going to be some bad stuff. There's going to be some bad stuff. Uh, do we want to talk about any of that? Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, because it does happen. And some things could be learned from it. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you, did you see any couples drama going on? Because I can say this is the first year that I didn't openly see any problems. I actually did see a couple, um, but they were in a hallway kind of bickering back and forth about something that had gone on, but they removed themselves from the party. And I just noticed because I'm a huge people watcher at these events. And so the girl I was talking with, we both were sitting there and we were almost doing like the, uh, oh, the subtitle stuff, you know, where you're like, you see their lips moving. It's like, oh, yeah. damn you, you motherfucker. Yes. And so Fuck that's, you what and we your were, mama. that's what we were kind of doing. But besides then, there wasn't a whole lot. And I was kind of surprised because normally you see a lot. So that was good this year, I guess. There wasn't a lot of the fighting. And that was, um, like I said, I was hanging out with a girl because you were, where's Leeing? Was I sleeping or at the gym? You were sleeping. Okay. I was laying down. <laughs> yeah. With someone. You're owing me a massage. You're like, check. Yes. All right. Let's talk about some more bad stuff. Let's talk about the singles. There were, someone told me there was like at least 53 signed up or something. Single males or single? Yes, single males. Okay. Because females, I think that's unlimited. I really don't know. I think you're right. I think the club owners told us that when we yeah. asked. Earlier in the week, the single males kind of just did their own thing, kind of on the outskirts. They really weren't bothering people. And I was surprised by that because I was watching. But I did notice that. Like our friend that you had just played with, if she was by herself, the single guys would swoop, swoop in. And then later in the week, they would come out during the day. And like, I like to tan in the deep end by myself. And they were just swooped in all like next to me. We always hear horror stories. Were any of them copy feely or how was, how were their approaches to you? The single men actually were respectful. They actually asked, can I touch your boobs? Can I touch your butt? You know, and they did that for the most part every time. There was a couple that maybe didn't, but I actually had an issue with some of the married men. They maybe would ask me the first day, hey, can I touch your boobs? And then when I would say yes, they took that as a free pass for the rest of the week that they could come up and touch my boobs or rub my ass or whatever. And so instead of asking me each time. So that's kind of a hard topic on consent. Do you, would you say that every time someone comes up, they need to ask consent? Yeah, I think so. Especially if you don't know them. Yeah. Which we have friends that probably have a free pass and have a feeling they know they do. But yeah. cons consent's always a plus. Yeah. It's never implied. Well, that just kind of carries me over into something else. We had a little bit of a creeper issue around our canopy one night because we had a couple cute, young, single girls. Yes. And you actually caught me at one point, but I knew one of the single girls and she brought a cute, very young looking friend. The girl was 29 and showed me her ID, but looked about 15 Yep. and was probably 75 pounds and tiny. And you said, you're going to need a big brother. These two, 
She says, especially when you see the little one. And sure enough, we had a bunch of 60-year-old creepers hanging around um, being creepy. Yep. I didn't realize how bad it was until you know, I kind of got to looking, and they were like mosquitoes. And these guys and even some of their wives were like, y'all are drunk. You need to come to our room. Well, let us take you to your room. Well, let us take you here. Let us take you there. And you're just like, you need to watch these two. And if you and security need to take them to the room, you need to yes. help escort them. Which I will say in that scenario, though, there was one man. A security he, guy. Yes. And he, I, I was kind of watching because I was like. He's a creeper too at first. Yeah. That is was he my a first creeper? Thought. What's going on? But he was not in any way. And he actually did really good with them and was like, no, you guys, let me walk her out. You stay here. I'll walk her to the room. You know, like he was very respectful and very on the up and up. Because I was kind of like, is he creeping? You know. That was my thoughts too. And until I heard him actually say things. And I said, the other couples were like, you just need to go in our room. Come get in bed with us. And the security guy was like, y'all are over your heads. I think he actually told him that at one point. Y'all have had too much to drink. You're getting way too much attention. You're fixing to get in something you don't need to be into. So, yeah. you know, again, kudos to the to the club security. This guy in particular did a super job in that scenario, keeping these girls safe. Yeah, he did. Well, you had a little issue with some dude with a little bit of an attitude. I don't know why I get these guys. I'm sweet and level. I'm, I'm trying to play where, hide Waldo or where's Waldo, whatever you're calling it. Hide Waldo. Hide Waldo. <laughs> That's my new game. Hide Lee. Hide, Let's hide where, Lee. Where's Waldo? Let's hide him. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I, I seem to get the attention of the assholes. So basically what was happening is I was there at the south exit of the pool and a guy came through. And again, I've worked in bars enough that I can adequately get out people's way. But as I was getting out of this way, this guy's way, he literally took his shoulder and or elbow and shoulder checked me. And I'm pretty heavy on my feet. So if you kind of knock me off my balance, it's taking a lot of force for you to do that. I, I saw red, but I'm like, okay, I'm also at a big event. I'm going to keep my cool. But uh, I was ta- I'd was i seen a friend of ours later that was a Marine kind of hugging the guy. You know, and they were kind of having some words. And I caught him the next day. I said, hey, who was the dickhead that you were talking to with the long hair? And he said, that motherfucker came over and started shit with me saying I wasn't a real Marine. And, and this you know, guy was not stole, in the military. Stolen valor and all this crap. And he said, I was about ready to whip his ass. And he's like, the guy um, said, why don't we go to the parking lot? And he said, why don't we do it right here if you're going to you know question my valor? And come to find out they were having words and had to be separated. And I was telling my friend the situation I had with him. And he called over one of the security guys and said, hey, tell your story to him. So apparently that guy came back later that day or something and tried to start a fight with another big motherfucker on the side of the pool. And they just called him and said, you're here to start shit. You don't need to be here. Yep. And escorted him out. But Which the, I didn't see him the next day. It's one of those deals. Some guys just want to show up and try to make a scene. And I think he was probably choosing the wrong guys to make a name for himself on this. Yeah, exactly. The, the uh, friend of ours that's a Marine, we had another guy that was special forces and he said, Hey, he's ex Fallujah Marine. Those are a whole nother level of badass men. So he said for him to challenge his valor, he said he'd end up folded up in a little balloon. Well, and also just with how many military people we have there, they would have had each other's backs. Like you wouldn't believe like that guy, it would have been bad. And amazingly, for a crowd that size, again, 700 plus people drinking, peacocking around, there were very few problems. And the, the problem the prior year, the security got on it within a matter of seconds yep. and put a kibosh to it. You know, even I'm going to say even these problems that we mentioned here, 99% of the people will never realize they were there. Yeah. So that's what a good job these people do on keeping, keeping problems low key yep. and out of the public's eye. We had a little bit of an issue. Someone came up and told me that they loved us to death, but we had a 
bad reputation. Yep, that people call us fake, which is totally interesting. Yeah, I'm sure some of the pudnits on uh, Twitter would love that, but you know, the friends of ours that kind of heard this story was like, "What is fake about you guys?" I know. And that, I mean, I got fake boobs. That's yeah, about that's that. my my tan's a little too dark. Um, my tan's real. My hair's real. Your boobs are fake. My boobs are fake. Is your ass real? My ass is real. My attitude is real. So that that was what our deal was. I don't care what they said. It. I just wish they finished the sentence. Lee and Kim are fake because what? I mean, is it fake because the way we look? Is it fake because the way we act? I mean, you know, I, I'm a functioning introvert. I mean, I have to put myself out there, but mo- most of what I do is real. 100% of what you do is real. Anything stupid you do is because it pops in your head, not because you're trying to make a scene. Well, and it's also, I mean, I, I can say hi to someone that I don't like and be polite and civil but doesn't mean I like you. I'm going to move on. Yeah, you're not going to throw a birthday party for him, but you'll say no. hello. Just yeah. that's the way we are. Yep. But, but the other thing, you know, is it fake? Are we fake swingers? And I brought that up to you. I'm going to say that's not the case because we're in the room fucking their friends while they're sitting outside judging people. So exactly. Yeah. T- tell, tell us what we're fake about. That's just finish the sentence. That's what we would like to know. Yep. You know, it rolled off our skin. I just want to know what we're fake about. Tell me which part. I need a good laugh. I would like to know, too. So, in addition to that, I did spend some time in the room with actual anxiety problems. Every year, Th- those you were legit. Do. Every year, yeah. Every year, you do about midweek. You you get <sighs> enough of people. I, yeah, I get a people overload, and it's not that there's anything bad going on. It's just as a introvert with anxiety, the noise, the people, the environment, you know, and, being and- off my schedule. And unfortunately, this year, unfortunately, no, it wasn't unfortunate. It's unfortunate for you, but not anyone else, that there were so many people every day, like over 50 people every day. So it was packed every day. Well, the other thing you brought up is I took my diet with me. And typically on the keto diet, about midweek, Tuesday or Wednesday, I start getting that brain fuzz from no carbs. And we really think that, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday started getting an overload on the people. My blood sugar was low. There was no carbs. Just it, it wasn't a good time. So I was kind of having a little irritation on you on something. And you said, you're off on something. You know, has somebody done something? Have I done something? Have you done something? And I said, no, I'm just, I'm not feeling on balance. And I remember going to the room and turning the AC on and trying to lay down on the couch for, I laid on the couch for a couple hours. Yeah. I just, I felt my heart rate was up and I was twitchy. I couldn't sleep. And I just, I finally came to the conclusion that, I reached my saturation for people for a couple of days. I made the conscious decision. Do I want to push forward and have fun or do I want to stay in the room? And but aren't I, you glad you decided to have fun? I'm glad, I'm glad I decided to have fun because I had a lot of fun. So I kind of got back on my game and took it slow the rest of the day and got back on track for the rest of the week. <laughs> took it slow. Let's talk about this. He comes out and he gets in the pool and let's talk about the two girls after your anxiety attack. Oh, no. I don't want to set myself up for that story. Yep, do it. Okay, so, okay, I don't want to do this, but I will. I was in the pool, snuggled up on a unicorn that we have been we have been trying to get. For years. For years. And she made the comment, she said, I haven't seen you much the last couple of days. And I said, well, I've had some anxiety and been trying to stay in the room a little bit. So while she and I are snuggled up. Where's Waldo? <laughs> the other unicorn from the story that I told you comes up and kind of starts rubbing on me. And she said, oh my God, you rocked my world the other night. So the <laughs> unicorn that I was hitting on at that point kind of started giggling. And I'm like, oh, I just got busted here. And I said, well, I really have had some anxiety. I've been in the bed a little bit. <laughs> but I was like, man, I feel like such a fucking heel all of a sudden. <laughs> so funny. 
Shush. It wasn't funny. You got I, called I, out. I felt like a man whore. <laughs> it's not my style. You were that week. So, if I'm going to go down as a whore, you're coming with me, woman. We're going to talk about the time I get to play. You got some action, too, so let's let's not skirt around that. All right. Let's let's talk about my play. I actually got to see someone's room. <laughs> you get to review a room other than ours. Do you feel important? I do. Well, let's set up this play scenario. We've known this couple for a couple years now. And actually, the funny part of it is you met him before I met them. Yep. And my, my first memory of them is we were at a pool party. And this was when I started to come out of my shell. And I, got as bad as it sounds, was actually making out with two girls. And I look over and you're making out with this taller, broad-shouldered tattoo guy. And I'm like, oh, I don't know who Tattoos. this is. I don't know who this is. So here in a bit, he sends his girl over to introduce herself to me. I was in a spot where I couldn't really kick the two off of me to go talk to her and be like, oh, yeah, I saw my wife making out with your husband. So I said hello, and she kind of sauntered back off to her side of the pool. But later that night, you know, you expressed an interest in him, and I actually propositioned them. I said, hey, if y'all are still around when we come back from dinner, we would love to maybe get with y'all. And we never saw him again after that <laughs> at, at the same party. I think they went to bed at 8 o'clock and didn't come back. Now, with that said, we have been to multiple, multiple <laughs> events with this couple, and they go to bed early. Yeah. He he and I are on the same sleep schedule. If if we shared a room, you girls might have it made and can just come in and jump us, but he and I don't have the same sleep schedule. He goes to bed so early. It'll be like, where'd he go? But then he'll show up at three o'clock in the morning ready to party. Yes. And I'm I'm on the way down. So we've been on some travels with them and just couldn't put it together. We met him in Austin and kind of had some miscommunications there. So when they showed up, he and I were talking and we were actually talking about the Austin trip. And I think we covered that on an episode. He just said, hey, we were wanting to. But the time got away from us, and we had to get back yeah. from Austin for an early back. morning because we had to go up to Stillwater or something the next day. So things just didn't work. And he said, plus, I'm a little not sure that your wife's into me. And I said, look, I was like, you are in. I was like, I'm not telling you how to play your game, but I said, flirt with her, touch her, you're in. So he started doing the right things, and we all went to dinner, and we just said, okay, we're going to go back to the room and play. We've piddle-fucked around enough. We're going to the bedroom. <laughs> Now, typically when we play with a couple, for some reason I have noticed that you and I kind of take lead with who with the partners and we'll start doing oral first. Not with this couple. They threw us back and threw us over and I was like looking at you like I was like, wait, what's going on? It was a little weird because me and her were having a power struggle, which I knew she was uh, yes. maybe a little bit dumb and was wanting to be that, which some girls try with me, but it's short lived. But she did she, the whole time. She was trying the whole time. And there was a power struggle between me and her most of the time, which was an interesting But it was like dynamic. a hot, it was a hot power struggle. It was a hot it, mess. <laughs> it was like at one point him and I were both just like, what's going on now? <laughs> I have to say we, I actually had a first with this couple and you actually talked about it with me later. Cause you were like, wait a minute. Yeah, go on. But he grabbed the glass dildo and the wand and basically got me off like right out of the gate. And later you were just like, what the hell? And how, I, how'd you get off so fast? Because I have to cook you dinner, rub your back, wash your dog. <laughs> give me some bacon. Sing to you. How the fuck did he get it done in two or three minutes? Yeah. And so that was kind of different. But 
so yeah, we we did all kinds of stuff with them. Yeah, you and him were a hot hookup. It was fun to watch, which she would be like me. She'd be like, oh, we got to stop and watch this for a minute. And then you guys came over and joined the bed with us. Yeah, she was wanting to play with you. And she was like, I want to eat your wife's pussy. I'm like, I'm, she's like, think she'll be all right? I'm like, yeah, she's, she'll be fucking down with it. Yep. So he so was, uh, go, you explain I, it? Yep. So I'm giving him head and she's underneath me. You're sitting on her face. Yep. Giving me head and then. Which, the? I, which I knew you are enjoying it because I could see your toes curl back. What the hell were you doing back there? I, I was banging from some direction <laughs> when I could. Yeah, so. But you were making squeaky toy noises. Yep. And she finally got you off. And then I, she was face up, kind of hanging off the bed. And I was going at her. And she, she hollers out. She's like, oh, I want you to turn me over and fuck me doggy style and pull my hair. And I just kept fucking her. And you're like. She just told you. And I'm like, I know. And she looks up and she's like, you motherfucker. I was like, yeah, I heard you, but I'm not going to do what you tell me to. Like I said, they had a power struggle and it was kind of yeah. interesting to see. So then we kind of separated beds. Y'all were needing some space and we were needing some space. So the other thing, I'm short, so it's hard for me to fuck doggy style in a bed. So I put her on this chair that was there and had her ass up and I was pulling her hair. I was doing good on that part and uh, was going at it. And then all at once you and him bounce over there and are like literally face both of your faces are right there in her ass while I'm banging her. I'm like, okay, this is weird, but I'm not going to let it distract me. Y'all had a front row seat. We did. And the poor guy, like I, you just never know what you're going to get with me. So him and I were kind of done and you guys were kind of slowly wrapping it up. Or sometimes like you'll take the cue of like, all right, it's time to wrap up, you know? So I was like, let's move over there and be closer to them. And so we were just kind of laying there and I was like, I'm going to grab that uh, wand. I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. I did. So I grabbed the wand, the magic wand. So let me ask, how, how many of you guys that are listening to this have let your wife use a vibrator anywhere? Not necessarily in you, but on you. Yeah. No, I did not. Did not put it in him. I mean. If you if you got the glass dildo, he might have worried a little. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. He was, Wait a minute. He was like, no penetration, no penetration. I was like, you might like this. <laughs> so I did that while I was giving him head, didn't I? Maybe so. And he just was like, oh, he, I don't think he knew if he liked it or didn't like it. He just wasn't sure. And he's like, that was a first for me. And I was like, well, if you're going to use it on me, I'm going to use it on you. Turnabout's fair play. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about some things overheard during sex that are distracting. You don't know where I'm going with this yet. First one is I heard you say, well, how'd you put it? You said, don't worry, it'll stretch. Hurry up and put it the fuck in. I was like, oh my God, I am both distracted, threatened, and turned on at the same time. Where did that wild side come from? You're just like, put that fucker in. Well, it was because when he put two fingers in me, he goes, oh, you have a tight vagina. And that's when I was like, don't worry. It'll, it'll, stretch. it'll stretch. Just put it in. Put that dick in there. <laughs> yeah. That one kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, God damn, what's going on over here? It always throws people off. Well, the, the other one is what Viking girl do you look like? Now, <laughs> let me, I, you did, forgot about that one, didn't you? Let me preface this part of the story. She and I were on the downhill. It's hard for me to come. I just, I don't come very well with other women other than you. It's just one of those things I can't do. So I'm sitting in that chair face up and she's, she's giving the old slurp and twist on my dick and trying to get me to come in her mouth. And I was getting there. I was really getting there. And then these two hop over. Hey, what's that Viking girl? She looks like you talk about you. And I'm like, uh, 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 and I literally felt my dick just drop. I'm like, what, what fucking, what fucking Viking are we talking about here? And she's all beating on it. Like, Oh God damn, come back. I was almost there. And I was like, son of a bitch guys. You know what's funny, though, is normally I'm loud and goofy, and it was you two this time. Oh, she's a handful, and she's she's octane 10 the whole time. Yeah. Now, she warned me beforehand when we were at dinner. She was like, I'm going to do this to you, and kind of showed me, not really a choke, just uh, putting her, pushing my head back. 
Yeah. And she's like, I'll do that to you when I'm sucking your dick. I'm like, okay. So at one point she was riding me and she started doing that. And I reached up and we both end up kind of having a little choke each other fast. We're like, okay, we got to slow this down because we're getting a little rough here. But it was one of those deals where it was a constant power struggle. She gets that little, oh, I want you to do this. Do it now. And I'm like, eh, you don't give me orders. I feel like the four of us were a good match for each other. And though. we waited a long time. So I think there yeah. was kind of that, uh, uh, not anxiety, Com- but uh, the comfort. Know, comfort and the passion. We were like, just like, we need to fuck. Yeah. And like I so said, we had a good session with them. And I think we've talked about probably meet. We, we'll travel with them. Yeah. Because we, we get along. I mean, we're all kind of same but different, if that makes sense. There's a, there's a good fit between the four of us. Yeah. And there's a good fit in the bedroom. Which counts for a lot. Holy cow. Yeah. If you can have fun in the bedroom and you know want to repeat performance, fuck yeah. Yep. Now, one other thing about those guys, they had some friends coming in the next <laughs> night. And so we're like, hey, we've got friends coming in. You've got friends coming in. We've got our play out of the way. Neither of us own each other. Let's, if we reconvene, that's fine. If not, we'll do it another time. So two days after that, she was like, oh, there was an orgy in our room. And I was kind of like, oh, well, thanks for inviting us. You know, we would have watched if, if you wouldn't let us join. And she goes, no, no, we didn't even get invited to our orgy. Come to find out, <laughs> somebody asked to use their restroom, and six people went up there and had a big orgy in their fucking beds. No, in their beds, like yeah. underneath the sheets. Who has an orgy underneath the sheets? I'm just saying. Yeah, she said I walked up there, and there were three people under the sheets of my bed, and she's like, y'all have 10 minutes to cut this shit out. I would have been like, two minutes, get the fuck out. Wow, can you imagine? I would have flipped out. So what do you think is the proper etiquette for uh, using somebody else's bathroom? Don't have an orgy in their fucking bed? Yeah, exactly. As simple as that? Yeah. No, that was a no. Oh, I, I could just imagine if someone was doing that in our room. I wouldn't have been nice. Nope. I already throw a fit about people coming on my blankets. Can you imagine in my sheets? Oh, oh the horror. <laughs> so this whole week was just full of fun and madcap shit. Um, let's go through a couple of our favorite memories. First thing I got to ask you, did you fuck with my goddamn playlist? Oh my God. <laughs> now why I say this is I guarantee there were three different times I was in there with some young ladies and I have a soulful R&B set station on Pandora that we make love to, make sweet love. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this fucking station was playing Thriller by Michael Jackson. So there's nothing like being mid-stroke with a girl and having Thriller come on. I didn't, no. I, I didn't know if I needed to go yee-hee or moonwalk over and change the motherfucker. I'm just saying, do you not remember the one of the times I was like, what are, what we are, listening are you to? listening to? <laughs> like, seriously, and the girl looked at me and I was like, really? That's not ours. <laughs> so you didn't ambush my playlist? No. Okay. I had to start with that. That came into my mind. I'm like, she's fucking with me here. All right. Now that we cleared that one off and I've, I've got to start with this one. You're, you're going to want to shoot me, but we can't have a club pool party without a proper golden shower story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are, are, you, are you taking it or are we skipping I'm, it? I'm going to own it. You can own it. Okay, Somet- go. You just got to own it sometimes. So tell, tell us about the golden shower. Okay. Well, last year, a couple years ago, obviously I got it. A golden shower on me. Had a girl pee on you. Wasn't yes. realizing it. Well, so this time I'm in the pool and I'm talking with this guy and I'm like, oh, I got to get out and go pee. I finally have to, you break know, the break the seal. And he was like, will you pee on me? I was like, what? He goes, no, seriously. He goes, I want to put my hands down there and feel the warmth. And I was like, oh, <laughs> were, okay. Were you creeped out? I was like, this is an odd request. Okay. So anyways, I kid you not, I it took me like 10 minutes to be able to pee. And I was like, walk back and forth, walk back and forth. I don't want anyone knowing I'm peeing. So then when I started peeing, it was like, oh my gosh, seriously took like 10 minutes. It was, I was just like, oh my gosh. And he was like, dude, you're still peeing? I was like, I told you I had to pee. (laughs) 
So I gave my first golden shower, and he liked it. <laughs> did he pay for it? You can make good money doing that. He did bring me uh, tamales the next day. I think people will know who that is if I say that. Yeah, just let it go, though. <laughs> well, at least it was just a golden shower, and it wasn't jellyfish. Yeah, now, all they do shock the pool every morning, just so we know this. But we made that joke at Lake Ten Killer that didn't want to come in the water because it'd come up like jellyfish. And we heard a couple of people talking about, wasn't sure if it was suntan lotion or jellyfish. Ugh. All yeah. I know is one day I had to go wash my hair because I look like... Something about Mary with the hair sticking up? Yes. Ugh. It was bad. With you being the cum Nazi, I can see that because you threw a fit about that damn blanket. You were mean to some girls about that blanket. Yeah, you... I walked in... You, I, you, I, Yeah. I, Let's get all your vowels out. Yep. E-I-O-U. I walked in the room at one point and you had some girl on my fuzzy blanket and I said, time out. <laughs> I we, said you could fuck my husband. I didn't say you could jizz on my blanket. Exactly. I was like, get off my blanket. And she just but, looked but at she, me. But she might have been slug trailing it. It might have felt good on her bits. <laughs> I was like, get off my blanket. I have to sleep on this because you are without a blanket. And she's like, oh, I thought your wife was going to be mad at us for fucking. I'm like, no, she's going to be mad about you getting shit on that blanket. <laughs> now, here's the deal. I had one of them squirt on the blanket. Which you were there. Yes. And you threw the blanket in the floor. I had to sleep without a blanket the rest of the fucking week. <laughs> and it was cold. See? Which I did get snuggled up with you, but it's still cold. I'm just saying, if you didn't let people come on your blankets, then you would have a blanket to come on. Well, unfortunately, it's these that are like, oh, no, I don't squirt. Squirt? God damn it, I thought you just said you didn't. <laughs> That's why I said you need a towel. Oh, no, I don't squirt. Fuck. <laughs> yes or no? If you think you might get a towel. Well, we did see Spider-Man sex. We saw all sorts of weird stuff. So Spider-Man sex is probably not the weirdest thing we saw a week. They had sex on top of the motels. So let's, yeah, let's back up. Your adult content creators are also cosplay nerds. Yes. And do killer stuff with it. So the three of them were in Spider-Man, Venom, and Lady Gwen spider gear, bodysuits. So they went up on the roof and started fucking... We were going to try to do a live, one of our little live feeds for Twitter and get them in the background, but we couldn't. No, because we didn't know when they went. Like, we were trying to catch them so we could I, get I up there. I think they did it twice, though, because the first day he was drunk as fuck walking around that outfit, and everybody's <laughs> like, he is messed up. That's what I say. That's one thing we love about this party is there's just so much madcap shit once you get settled in and know these people that after a while, totally weird shit seems normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, let's talk about the drunk single guy. Go for it. So I noticed this guy kind of drunkly walking. So I went to the security guard and I was like, hey, we need to keep an eye on him. And when I turned around, the guy was gone. And everyone was like, oh, he must have crashed somewhere. And I said, no, he comes in in the evenings. And so everyone was kind of walking around looking for him. We got a call from next door at Taco Bell because he was face down. <laughs> yeah, I think Taco Bell called the club and said, hey, one of your guys with the wristband is over here face down in the floor. Please come get him. <laughs> So they were like, let's go over with the shopping cart and pick him up. <laughs> and so they brought him back. Now, the story doesn't end there. So they bring him back, and he somehow is making out with this chick, and this chick's straddling him. And I'm like, oh, my God, the Taco Bell guy. And I'm, like, sitting there talking to my golden shower friend. And they're, like, making out, and then they pass out, him and this chick. And then, like... You said they would wake up every 15 minutes and yes, start making out and go like back to sleep. 15 minutes later, they would wake back up and they'd still be kissing and making out. And then they were, like, passed out again. I mean, this went on for a while. It was so funny. So, finally, later, I was like, dude, you're not going... You're not driving anywhere. He's like, nope, I'm staying the night. I said, okay, good. Well, there was one other incident with a drunk guy late one night. 
And he, the guy was about as wide as he was tall. I mean, kind of healthy built guy that was damn near taking down everybody's tents. as so he's stumbling through them. <laughs> and we kind of caught this. This was late Saturday. And we grabbed one of the security guys, said, that big guy was there. You might want to keep an eye on him. And the security guys went over and kind of talked to him. And there was no confrontation. There was no. Nope. The guy was just like, I'm pretty fucked up. And they said, well, why don't we take you to your room and you get unfucked up and sleep it off. And the guy called it a night, which, again, good to see security. I was more worried about the guy falling in the pool and him being 270 pounds and us not being able to fish him out adequately fast enough. You know, he, he wasn't causing any problems other than he was, you know, stumbling through there like a bull on tranquilizers. Like I said earlier, a lot of the the drunkenness really wasn't there. So another one that pops into my mind, you being Miss uh, Easy Rider Motorcycle Girl. Now let, <laughs> let me go with this. One of our friends brought a blow up motorcycle, which everybody was trying to get on and was apparently top heavy. So you managed to get up on it and we're putting on a show being a goofball. I was grinding out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, were making, you were making love to the floaty motorcycle, which was amusing. Everybody's getting a kick out of it. But then this girl gets up on it after you, thinking she's all playboy material, and's all trying to be all prissy and ah uh, ah, uh, and she fucking biffed it. She <laughs> rolled that fucking thing like a damn like a damn street bike. Well, it's because of the tire on it, you think? Yeah, there's there's it won't, there's it no weight up front. You put the weight you. backwards, and she's yeah. like ah, oh, and tried to lean over what was the handlebars of this blow up thing. <laughs> she it's biffed bloop. it hard. <laughs> and then there was a guy afterwards thinking he's gonna be cool and. He just wiped out. Nobody gave a shit because it was a guy. <laughs> but that girl fucking uh, flipping that thing underwater after she was all trying to be like, eh, eh, was amusing. <laughs> She's like, don't get my hair wet. Yeah, good luck with that girl. You're going under. <laughs> now, I do recall a funny story of you being a smart ass and telling um, one of the girls to. Oh, my God. What did you say? Uh, Uber dick rating? I didn't say dick rating. I just one of the girls that I was with. She said, that was good. I said, be sure and give your Uber driver a good rating. And that was literally all I said. And I said it to more than one. So midweek, I had some guy come up to me. He's like, hey, man, my wife wants to know if you're that guy, that Uber driver with the 10 out of 10 dick rating all these girls are raving about. And I'm like, what? And I was like, oh, fuck. And I, I just I just said that in bed, just being funny. And apparently somebody said it to somebody else. And yeah, that was like, hey, what's your Uber dick rating? I hear it's real good. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I should have just said tip your driver. I shouldn't have said give me a rating. Just tip your driver. That's what you get for being a smartass. Yeah. That'll teach me to say stupid shit. It comes back to me. I couldn't live shit down this week. I was the butt of so many jokes, unfortunately. And, and the, I, I didn't get half of them. The best one, though. The best one. Oh, God. Was, was the I, parties I'm going to start throwing? Yes. I went up to the owner of the club and another girl, and I said, go up to Lee and ask him what time the furry party is at our house. And the bad thing is, is you're like, hey, 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 and then you're like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. <laughs> so for the next three days, they kept coming up. Oh, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to wear a fox furry. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. <laughs> well, that, that in itself would have been funny. But that night at the indoor party, this guy walks in, tall guy, shirtless in a pair of boxers. And under his arm, he has this big wolf <laughs> furry thing. And he's like looking, like looking at me and around me. I'm like, uh, oh my God. No, they've he puts set something. It on. He has it on. He yeah, wears it they, there they all set the something. time. I, I've never noticed it, but I'm just like they're fucking with me here. And the guy walks by me. I'm like, oh, it wasn't me, but there just happened to be a guy with a furry mask there. And I'm like, <laughs> and you come in, you're like, oh, how did you see that? I was like, I, I had a feeling y'all set that up because I was like, uh, this guy's gonna come talk to me, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> you're not invited. You're not invited. Yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> Take your furry head, boxer short, wearing ass outside, and keep walking. <laughs> Will happen. 
It was funny. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. I had so many people like in on that joke too. Well, the the furries I might go for, but one thing I'm absolutely not going to touch is the chastity cage. Holy shit! Somehow someone lost a bet. I'm not exactly sure, but they put this cage on this guy's dick. Now, the, not once. Yeah, the first night he came up and said they've lost the key to it, and I'm like, I have a die grinder and some cutoff <laughs> wheels. If you're comfortable with me cutting around your dick, I will get that thing off. He's like, no, no, I've got a locksmith coming, which somebody eventually found the key. I yeah, think they, they were just teasing. They were just teasing them. Yeah. So then, I saw him take it off the second second night. Yeah. Dude, his balls were swollen. Like I was concerned. Like he had around like a ring from where that had cupped his balls. Like I was all like up trying to look at his balls. Yeah, you're like, did you see his balls? I'm like, well, I didn't really get down there and inspect them, but even from ten foot, I could see they were purple. So that's all I needed to see. Yeah. And then the guy was like, you're going to put this on next. I'm like, the fucking hell I am. <laughs> you're like, I'm out. If you can wrestle me down and do it, then I'll, I'll lose that bet. Where's the but, furries? Yeah, where's the furries? <laughs> well, so you see all kinds of different things there. It's yep. fun, though. Yep. So there were some shows being put on under our canopy that... There I, always is every year. I wasn't exactly trying to put on a show, but people just wouldn't seem to take the hint and leave. So the first one, let's see here, it was... My first unicorn experience girl, she stopped by and she and I were talking. And as we're talking, a guy stops by and starts talking to us. Chatter, chatter, chatter. And cordial with him for a few minutes, but I'm done. I'm paying my attention to her. So she and I are making out a little bit. And I had these little swimsuit bottoms on that had a zipper basically. Yeah, I thought it was a zipper one. Basically down my dick. So and it it was full access. So she bumps up against it at one point. And I'm like, "Eh, I'm enjoying the tension. So I put a towel over my lap and she had her hand under there kind of playing with it. And this guy's still talking. Talk, talk, talk. She and I are making out. Not saying anything to him. She's rubbing on it. Eventually, she unzips it. And basically playing in it. And he's still talking 100 miles per hour. And she's looking at me like, why the fuck is this guy still here? So I basically just pull the towel out. And she's in there pretty much just hand fucking it. And he keeps talking. And after a bit, he goes, well, I think y'all are busy. I think I'm going to move on. <laughs> and me doing my best Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, keep going. <laughs> and she's like, I can't believe that guy didn't leave. I'm like, yeah, well, I think he eventually took the hint. He wasn't looking at your junk. <laughs> the the <laughs> movement of her hand should have been a pretty good indicator of what was going on under the covers. Now, that wasn't the only incident you had there, though. No, we just, the other one wasn't as bad. I didn't mind this audience. So the little bit that we were talking about, the little tiny girl, she was brand new to this and was there with a friend. So I had another unicorn that had stopped by and me and her got a little bit hot and heavy making out. And this girl just, I was wearing some uh, dress shorts and she stuck her hand down my pants, was basically giving me a hand job. And the little girl was sitting right across from us with her eyes about as big as saucers, just staring. And she kind of kept looking at me because I was underneath the canopy too, kind of like. Is this okay? Yeah. She's like going back and forth and be like, she's jerking him off right there and nobody's saying anything. (laughs) And the one unicorn's like, are we being watched? And I said, yeah, I think she might be into the show. (laughs) And she didn't move. She didn't blink. She didn't speak. She didn't do shit. She just sit there and stared the whole time. She did come over there and kind of sit by me after that, after a while and was just like, you know, relaxed, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she realized that nothing bad's going to happen after that. that I wasn't going to come across there pulling hair, throwing punches. You're not, you know, baby mama drama on everybody. No. Well, we have alluded to all sorts of new things, so are you ready to tackle a big milestone for us? Yep. Let's talk about that last unicorn you were talking about. Yep. Our last unicorn. Our first unicorn. I guess how how we put it. Yes. Our first time we played with a unicorn together. Yes. There we go. We have had issues in the past with them. Not not that one in particular, but just some others. Just some other ones. 
And so this time we tried it. And it worked. Now I'm going to set up a little bit of history of this one. We've known this one 10 plus years and first five or six, seven years didn't get anywhere with her, which was fine. We're, we're not actively hunting unicorns and still not. So over the last couple of years, things have kind of stepped up in intensity with her and we've chatted, we've both chatted with her on Facebook messenger and in person. It was just one of those deals that we could never seem to get to the bedroom. We talked about it and agreed we would in no specific terms, but we've just never made it to the bedroom with her. Nope. We try. We've invited her several times to our hotel, but I think she didn't think we were serious. I, th- I think that's really been part of it. And things got serious over this week. She showed up and we've been, again, stepping up the intensity of our messages. And you kind of gave me permission to pursue it if we wanted. Yep. So at one point I caught her in the bedroom and now, now here's the deal. We've been in situa- social situations with her before. Um, I think the last one was at a gay bar and I got just a little bit of a peck of a kiss and I'm like, okay, she's not that serious. And then she showed up to this event and I went to give her a kiss and I got a side cheek and I'm like, okay, she's just, she's talk on Facebook. So she was actually keeping some stuff in her freezer for us. And I followed her to the room one night and I got a real kiss from her. And she was like, if something doesn't happen this weekend, it is on you. She's like, cause I'm down. I said, okay. So I kind of backed up. I said, look, I've, I've been pursuing you approximately for 10 years. And I brought up the fact, I was like, first time I ever had anything to do with you was at this pool party. And I said, you were with this certain Latina girl. She goes, oh, I know who you're talking about. That was like 13 years ago. And I said, okay. I said, I was trying to be out of my shell and I hopped on your lap and you gave me this look like, who is this dumb motherfucker? (laughs) And I said, I went for five or six years afterwards and didn't talk to you. And I said, then about three years ago after the band night, we kind of caught you and I'm like, I'm going to make this girl talk to me just because I feel like she snobs me. And I said, we hit it off. And I said, we've gone the last two or three years of exchanging messages. And I said, you know, I said, I've got side, side cheek from you when I've gone to kiss you. And we've tried to get you to our room on occasions. And so it just didn't feel like it was happening. And she said, well, she's like, I'm interested. And uh, we made out for a few minutes. And again, that was early in the week, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, one night when she ended up in, under the canopy, she and I were making out and you were kind of hanging out and bouncing around and something came up that is, if you're serious, we're serious. And she said, yeah, I'm ready to go right now if y'all are. And I hit you up and you said, yeah, let's go. So we ended up there from the canopy to the bedroom for our first experience. Yep. I'll be honest. There was a little trepidation on my part because you being a limited, I don't know how to explain you. You're not bi, you're not bi-curious, bi-friendly, situational. I mean, I, I, we don't like titles. Yeah. If you want to, that's if, part of the problem. If you want to make out with someone and do whatever you do. So, you know, you're kind of limited on that aspect. This girl was fully by, and I told her, I was like, we, I'm not looking for someone to fuck my wife. I said, first and foremost, I'm interested in you. I said, she will play with you cause she's interested with you. And then the unicorn was like, I want your wife. So this is a win-win for me as well. Yeah. So. Which, which going into that, my thought was, because we had talked about her before was, what do I do? Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to go down on her. Cause I'm, that is my deals. I don't have an interest to go down on girls now, but you never turn down good head is, no. is the joke I make. And I'm, I'm serious about that actually. Yeah. Well, I, I think for me, the scenario wasn't that awkward after I got into it because I've had guys that go down on me and maybe they don't give the best head. Maybe they have ED issues. And so then I'm sitting there watching you anyways and so this time it was a little bit better because I was actually in the bed with you. And, um, at one point, like you were going down on her and I actually had my, I have a pointy nails and I was kind of just lightly clawing her erotically, I guess you could say. 
you know, and so we were, and she was kind of sitting on my legs. And so we were all three of us were together instead of me across the room looking at you. Did you feel that you were an equal part of this three-way? Yes. Now I will say this, the, the first time. Yeah. We had, we have two sessions that we're going to cover. Yes. Um, at one point when you and her were actually having intercourse, I stopped and was kind of sitting on the side. Okay. You're getting ahead of yourself there because I wanted to cover that. So let me, okay. let, let, let me get back to that. So we, we start off and we go in the room and we've all been outside and walking around in the heat and the pool. And I said, we need to rinse. I need to rinse off. I don't want your face down my crotch with it. So we all took turns rinsing off. And I don't remember who came out first or whatever order. I think I might've been the last one to take a quick shower. But immediately she started going down on, she asked permission and started going down on you. And I know you were laying on your back and she was kind of up on top of you. And I reached back on her and I'm like, she is wet as fuck that quick. So I'm like, okay, she's not pretending that she likes pussy. So you got into it pretty quick too. And again, you know, there was a good chemistry between you and her, especially for you being limited by or whatever, whatever everybody wants to call you. Um, you, You're a lot more stupid. You're a lot more involved for a non-bi girl than I've ever seen. That's what I try to tell people. You can't put a label on some some people. So I laugh at one point, and, and it might have even been that one. You were kind of middle of the bed. She was laying face down in you, and she's like, oh, I want you to go down on me, which meant me being basically in the floor. So I'm trying to weasel under there. Now, me at 20, 30 years old, if I had the chance to have two girls at one time, I would have rolled around in asphalt trying to get some pussy, but I was in the floor. I'm like, okay, I'm old. This concrete hurts. Get your asses up in bed. So I had to shove both of y'all deeper up in the bed so I could uh, join the two of you. Yep. But we went at it for a bit and we, we tried a couple different things. You know, it, yep. it was really cool because when, when I was uh, fucking her, she was face fucking you and mm-hmm. seemed very into it. And uh, finally it came to the point where, it, you know, time for me to have intercourse with her, which is kind of where I was wanting to go because you're like, you need to fuck her. It's time. So, uh, I was just kind of missionary with her at first and she was basically, she kept going, keep going, keep going, but she would be squeezing me out. And like I say, I'm thick legged and she's thick legged. So it's like, okay, we, I need to change this up. So I basically folded her up against the headboard so I could yeah, get some, no, so, so I could, her up. so I could get some power going. And that that's where I was going with you. <laughs> At that point, you're sitting beside her, just kind of like, oh, get her, get her, fuck her, fuck her. <laughs> Your eyes were all glazed and dilated. And you're just like, fuck her, fuck her. You're like this little kid. <laughs> now, again, she, she's thick legged. I'm thick legged. There was a power struggle there and she kept squeezing me out, but kept going, kept going. So I finally put my hands back behind the headboard now, and I was, I was getting some good power there. And like you said, I had her folded in half. Well, once we were done, I'm like, Oh, that was hot. I realized, I realized my rings were stuck behind the headboard and I couldn't get my fucking hands out. I'm like, y'all gotta help me. I was like, and you had to physically stand up and pull the headboard away from the wall to release my rings. But I mean, I was locked up tight there, but we laid around afterwards after we got done, which she had a couple orgasms. And even she said, she's usually one and done. And I think she was the one that squirted on your. She did. Yeah. She's missed. I don't squirt. And then we're like, fuck. Okay. Now I'm sleeping with no blanket girl. <laughs> but it, it was sexy. Even afterwards, you know, the three of us were kind of laying there just talking about how everything went and you popped off and said, well, you're our first threesome. And she's like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the next day I actually, when I was drinking coffee and going around getting bacon, I actually apologized to her. I was like, I said, normally I'm a little more involved in the girls than what I was with you. I said, but I just sat back and was just like, just watching because I was getting to watch from a different view than I normally get to. That's what you said. You usually are involved with a guy and under the guy on top of the guy or whatever, but this was your first time to be like, 
And you're like, oh my God, you had her fucking folded up. I was all on perv row and I don't normally get to be on perv row like that. I was like, yeah, I had to put a show on that one or she'd never come back. And I don't think that, and she was just like, I didn't even notice that you were perving out, you know? And I was like, I'm sorry, you know? So then the next night she came back. Yeah. The next night we were kind of hanging around the canopy again and it was getting later and she and I were having a conversation and I said something that my dick doesn't work after midnight and it was like one in the morning and she was kind of rubbing up against it. She's like, so it doesn't work after midnight. And I said, well, it might make an exception for you, which I was, I invited her. I said, babe, you want to go back and just do oral? And you're like, yeah, let's just three of us go back and blow each other. So we got started at that pretty heavy and my toes cramped up. Yeah. So that, that was pretty sexy because I was laying back against the headboard and I had you kind of lay in against me with your back against my chest and pulled your legs back and she went to freaking town on you. I'm taking it. She's good. Yep. Because your poor toes were just curling back like well, a motherfucker. I had a toe cramp, so apparently. Yeah. Your toes cramped up like a motherfucker when she was when you had your orgasm. And I just kind of rolled you off of off of me. And she gets up and starts kissing me and had pussy juice like all over her face. And we're talking about that. And you're like, okay, I'll just lay here with the toe cramp. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> and then she fell off the bed because uh, I made her scoot but, down. But, but, you don't, get ahead, don't get ahead of us here. Um, the night before, again, she's a thick girl. I had her sit on my face and she kept going, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, get on my face. And while she was on my face, you were riding me. And then uh, that second night, she's like, lay down. I'm getting back on your face. I'm like, oh, well, that changed your attitude real quick. And, she was uh, more comfortable with us yeah. the second night. And like I say, while she was riding my face, you were fucking me. And she was talking shit. She's like, oh, yeah, fuck the hell out of him and whatnot. I'm like, you two were vicious together. <laughs> and then you got down and started sucking. And she was uh, giving you directions and talking shit about it. But, uh, again, I was just playing on oral that night. And then uh, you hopped off. And you're like, you need to fuck her now. And I'm like, uh, I wasn't really planning on it. So... I go to digging for condoms and we bought a big box of condoms and went through a lot of them. So I was kind of digging through the box and first I found a face wipe and then I found a toenail clippers <laughs> and then I found a dog squeaky toy. And finally I found a condom <laughs> and a dog condom. Yeah. I was thinking a dog squeaky toy. I found the condom and went to put it on and was getting it on backwards. And y'all are like, hurry up, hurry up doing that bit. And I'm like, fuck. I, I was like, it's like my first time I can't get the motherfucker on. So I dug out another condom and finally got it on. And I had her hanging off the edge of the bed and was basically just trying to power fuck her. And she was like, I want to use your wand. And you took the wand and gave it to her and she started vibrating her clit and uh, while I was in her. And she kept squeezing me out, which that kept being her deal. She'd say, don't stop and then squeeze me out. So finally, well, she does like me. I clenches up down. and it pops it right out. Yeah. So I'm holding her, you know, basically her shoulders are the only thing touching the bed. And I'm holding the, her up by the legs and holding her up kind of off the bed. And she's got my dick trapped between the wand and her clit. So she's rubbing it like that. And I'm like, all right, I'm fixing to fucking pop it in her. So I rear back and slam it in her. And at the same time, she squirts something fierce and blew it back out. And as she did that, she shot herself off the bed. <laughs> so it's like, pop. And uh, she came popping off on the floor and caught her. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, that was intense. <laughs> funny. Yeah. And she was like, God, I about freaking biffed it. But I, I just thought of one other thing. We usually ask each other. When we're done, if there's any tricks that the others do. Uh -huh. So at one point I got her up on me, which usually I'm not super crazy about the girls being on top of me. You've mentioned that before that yeah. it's just kind of formality. I just, I wanted to feel her on top of me. Now, one thing that she did that was cool is she basically got her pussy on me and twerked her ass. And every yeah. time her ass would make the upward stroke, it'd be like pop, 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 pop as my dick would come out. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, I don't know if you want a baby, but I think that's how you get a baby from me right there. 
but we finished off again and again just kind of laid there in the afterglow we used a condom everyone yes yeah (laughs) don't think we didn't but uh no it was it was just a good fit and uh Oh yeah, definitely. Awful lax, and I, I was more worried. Honestly, in the greater scheme of things, I was I've been more worried about having a uh, female male female threesome than I would a male female male because I'm like you know if we have another male, I'm gonna use whatever hole he's not using. Yeah, I was more worried about you, but you know we she paid a lot of attention to you. Yeah, and very good attention. Well, see, and that was my deal. Is I was like, well, what do I do? Like when you guys are having sex, you know what I mean? Like, but it just kind of worked out. Like. The first night I sat on her face for a little bit while we were doing that. And then I was all pervin' on Perv Road. The second time I was holding her legs and then I was essentially rubbing her with my nails and stuff. I mean, so. And the, the crazy part is you still didn't make out with her. And that's no, one that's thing we I, said later. And you're like, I'm sorry, I make out with girls that I'm not playing with. And yeah. she's like, here, here we are. And she was being cool. I'm not pushing your boundaries. Yeah. But, you know, I, th- I think next time there'll be more making yeah. out between, which she's a sexy maker outer. So I mean, yeah, it's, I was like, I didn't even kiss her. What the hell? Yeah, and we're here. We are in the middle of everything else. And you're like, and you mentioned that later. I'm like, fuck, I, I noticed that too. Now, come to think of it, yeah. But what would you say? A good experience for our first unicorn? Oh yeah, and definitely a good experience. You never know, but I, that one, I, I would have thought that would have been our first unicorn experience. And it's yeah. crazy we've been this long, but it was one of those things when it did happen. It was it was magic for us because, and now I, I spill little beans. We're all kind of contacting each other about once a week, being like, hey, uh, can we make a trip up there or down here? And <laughs> I think you and her can go do some spa time together. And Yeah, so her and I are going to do some hanging out while you're on the road, I guess. Hmm, well, send me pictures. You know mm-hmm. what I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what she likes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was the other thing. We've all kind of been sharing the stories. Uh, hey, here's one thing I want to do to Kimmy. Well, hey, here's one thing we want to do to you. So, And she said anything other than... Uh, animals or kids so I'm like you leave things wide open for us then because we'll come up with some shit so that was the end of that high point of a good weekend oh yeah all right so let's wind this thing down we've talked a lot and still got some to cover let's talk about our last day which at that point I was dead a couple things going on first thing I got back to the canopy that morning I said please don't send any more girls by the room I'm tired and I really was. I mean, I, I think I found I think I found the the magic number it takes to where to get to the center of my tootsie pop because I was tired. Your poor little tootsie pop was tired, huh? Yeah, I'm not bionic. I tried, but I'm not bionic. <laughs> that was one thing you mentioned to me. You said, "Is everything okay?" Because you're kind of up my ass at this point. Yeah, you're like. I'm going to say right next to you so you do not send anyone to my room. Well, not just that. And I kind of had to have the conversation with you. You know, I, I showed a couple girls a lot of attention. And I don't know if that was necessarily good because it was in front of other people. We are kind of quiet about things. I still don't think I was flaunting anything with anybody. But, I, you know, what did you feel that I was showing these girls too much attention? No, I was okay with it. Were you? Yeah. That, that was my worry. Again, we, we've been on a little bit of a friction. So for me to bend through everything I did, I just didn't want you to be like, okay, I'll let him do one thing. And now he's rubbing his dick on everything up here. No. And I will say that's one thing that we talked a lot. Like every night, every night we would get back in bed and just talk almost for an hour about you playing or us playing, you know, what, how we felt about it, what we thought moving forward. What do we think? You know, we literally talked a shit ton. Well, we did get a little bit of a date time with a close couple of ours from Colorado, J&A. Yes. They came in and we didn't, I didn't feel like we got enough of their time. So we broke loose and went to the little Mexican place next door. Yeah. How do you enjoy your drink? So they had this delicious looking, and it even said amazingly refreshing 
drink <laughs> on this menu at the Mexican place. And it basically looked like a lemonade with maybe a little bit of a cayenne seasoning in it. Yeah. And it said, but it said amazingly refreshing. So I said, I want this. And she brings it out and it looks like pond water <laughs> with chili powder in it. And it tasted like pond water with chili water with chili powder it in it. It was basically <sighs> chili powder with a touch of water. <laughs> and I'm like, and I asked her, I say, is this the same? Is this the same thing on the menu? Oh yeah, it just looks darker. I'm like, oh, it tastes darker too, lady. <laughs> so I canceled that and got me a little margarita. But oh my god, <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, nothing like chili powder to give me some sweats. But like I said, we kind of kept it on low keel that last day. We did some spend some time making around the pool. One thing we forgot to mention is we had brought some fruits and gummy worms to give away. That's one thing yes. we learned. Is that's a quick way to make friends if you're an introvert and get around and talk to people and just you know kind of keep the party going. I think the thing that was most popular that we made is we put some pineapples and cherries in a black chocolate vodka. Ooh, everyone loved those. Oh my God, people are going crazy over those. Yeah, I finally got to make out with a couple girls that have never given me the time of day. And was feeding them those. Because <laughs> they wanted your cherry balls. They wanted my cherry balls, yeah. <laughs> they probably won't remember it today, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> whatever whatever it takes, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll stoop to those levels. Mm-hmm. And here I was saying no more. <laughs> <laughs> if she said, let's go to the room, I'd be like, fuck, how bad do I want to do this? <laughs> exactly. Well, that was band night. And like I said, you wingman me something fierce. Yep. I was kind of looking to do the same for you and find you a dude. Which we, you know, if we're going to go that way and do the female, male, female, we might do a two dude. Oh threesome. my goodness. What? I know where this story is going. <laughs> this is so funny. It's no, it could have been scary. <laughs> so Miss, Miss Thing, she had a single male that she mentioned a couple times that was hanging out with her at the pool. Yeah. Every day I, I hung out with him. But let's, he, she did not introduce me, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure who it was. Let's just call him Jake from State Farm. Let's, let's do that. Let's just call him Jake from State. Farm. Let's just call him Jake from State Farm. So she's hanging out with Jake from State Farm all week, and I hear that name mentioned a couple times. So I'm like, okay, she's apparently interested. I don't even have to ask. Now we had that episode where we talked about anonymous sex, and she was like, I trust you that if you bring someone, it's in good judgment. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna find Jake from State Farm. <laughs> so. While she's in the pool, there's this guy with a beard and cowboy hat and sunglasses that I'm thinking is Jake from State Farm. So, band night party, I'm looking for cowboy dude, sunglasses, beard. I never find them. Thank God. Thank God. So, the next day we're having that talk, and I was like, I was going to set you up a threesome. And she's like, oh, who are you getting? And I, I mentioned one, which he was already gone. She's like, yeah, I would do him. And I was like, and you kept mentioning Jake from State Farm. And she's like, oh, uh. And she said something. I said, yeah. I said, the dude with the beard and the sunglasses and the cowboy hat. She's like, no. She's like, that wasn't Jake. That was not Jake. She's like, Jake looked like Jake from State Farm. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, well, you got to introduce me to these random people you're talking to because I was about to grab you and ring a random dude back to the room. It would have been a random. It would have been a random. She was like, not that dude. I was like, well, every the funny part is I, I know I came out of the room two or three times and that dude was within arm's length of you in the pool. So that's what made me think that was Jake from State Farm. And what's crazy is I don't even remember that guy being that close to me, but now, someone else said it some, too. Someone else mentioned to me because he was wearing a cowboy hat and they listened to our show and they said, hey, look, there's a dipshit wearing a toilet seat on his head hitting on your wife. So I assume that was Jake from State Farm in the cowboy hat. No, I... So you wanted Jake from State Farm and I almost got you Jamie from Progressive. <laughs> that, would have been, that, would have been, that might have been a bad scenario all the way around if I showed up in the room, ta-da, you're like, to-no. Like, who the fuck's this? So you got to start introducing me to people. Common courtesy. Well, if you weren't a 
sleeping all the time. Yeah. Where's Lee? Where's Waldo? He's playing hot Waldo. <laughs> all right. So let's wind this down here. One thing I want to talk about a little bit was our evolution that we've been through in this party. And what really got me thinking about that is one day when I came back, one of the exterior rooms that we used to stay in was being renovated. And now we are right up in the middle of everything. I feel we know, again, 90-something percent of the people there. We're not we're not the center of attention, but we, we know the people. Yes. And I'm just, you know, we're kind of thinking that, you know, the first time we went there, we would go out there and kind of hide out. And I even think about one time I was trying to get a blowjob from you on the exterior balcony. And you're like, oh, my God, somebody might see us. And now we're like, fuck, let's drop it and do it right here. I don't care. I mean, just, you know, think about how we've changed I'm in like, the 10 years. Who wants to give my husband a blowjob? Are you busy? Anyone? Anyone? Are you busy? Anyone? God, man whore me. I feel like Deuce Bigelow. I, I got a little bit of a big ego after last week, too. We would have never done that in the beginning of going to that pool party, though. Well, even like, look at my swimsuits. I went from okay. wearing full swimsuits to... I. You're in G-string at the least. Yeah. Or at the most, rather. I barely cover anything. Yeah. I'm topless from the minute I wake up. I actually go outside naked, put sunscreen on, and then put on the smallest suit I can find. One thing I wanted to ask you that, you know, I've played with quite a few. And if I was to hook you up with a single guy or if you were to play by yourself with a single guy, I would definitely be wanting details. I noticed you don't ask me any details as to my play. What What's up with that? Well. Does it bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. Would it bother you knowing? I mean, was this uncomfortable, me going through the details tonight? No. I actually think that, let's say the first unicorn, I did kind of ask you, but it's almost like it's kind of a weird thought process of like, what can I ask? You know, what do I ask? I don't want to you're, come across you're that. You're welcome to ask any of it. I know, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm I'm jealous. Like, oh, is she better than me? Or did she, you know, like, like I'm like, what do I ask? Or what, how did you feel about that? Like, it, it, it's weird, a different thought process to me. What do I need to ask? Well, I know you walked in on me and a wife that were going at it yeah. at one point. And you're just like, oh, and you even said, you know, it kind of caught me off guard. But, and you knew what was going on in there. It's just kind of one of those deals. Yeah. You open the door and you're like, oh, they're fucking hammering. Yeah, I was just like, okay. And then I and was just... Then you came back in like, do we need to stop? And you're like, no, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't stop. Yeah. I mean, when I walked in on you or the other people like I knew that was in there, I was okay with, and I don't think anything about it. Because I trust, trust you enough that... As well as the people? Yeah, as well as the people. I, I wouldn't just let anyone go in there. I'm very picky. Well, and I know you had mentioned like us not us having our issues uh, personally and stuff. And to me, I, I almost wanted to push the bounds a little bit and see if... Were you, you testing Were you testing me? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Like I wanted you... I wanted to see if you liked having sex with other people and maybe wanted to be on your own, I guess you could say. Like if that's something you're wanting to do. Since we are kind of at a crossroads, you know, is that something you're, you know... But you came back and you're like... I would rather do stuff with you. You know, I want you involved in this. Well, that's kind of where I was going with my next question is, you know, what are our thoughts about play now? Do you think our rules have changed? I don't think so. Are, are we now allowed to play with singles or? I I would say we still enjoy being together. I mean, for me, I, I do. I mean, you're the one that was with singles. What do you think? I'm still had the same, same mindset as before. I'm not going to say I had a bad experience at all, but I'd say the ones that I enjoyed the most were with, you know, you were there with me either in the participating aspect or you with another guy where I was getting to watch you. Yeah. So I, I still don't feel like singles, the, the wives, 
you sent me up with were just kind of a, that's the only chance I'm going to get for yes. a long time. Yes. You know, one. And, and we had talked about them and we had talked, I actually talked with the husbands before I sent the wives in there. So, I mean, there was a lot of backgrounding stuff and everything like that. Well, that kind of goes into my next idea is, you know, I, I've got a little bit of a big ego from last week, you know, one, just the, the women I played with, but two is I got a lot of compliments on a bunch of different levels. But the compliment that really mattered the most to me is every time I'd get finished playing with a wife, I would you know go up and speak to the husband and say, hey, thank you for allowing me time with my wife. And literally every one of them said, you are one of maybe two people that I'll turn my wife alone with. And they said, well, you know, first off, the way you treat your wife, you know, that's that's something I respect. They said, two, you show me respect. And three, you show my wife respect and take care of her. And I know you're not going to do anything underhanded. And I had guys that I didn't play with their wives that said, you know, you're you have permission to play with my wife by yourself. And I don't say that to anybody else. So to me, that's the ultimate compliment. Oh yeah. Um, That's just, you know, it's, and that's the way I want people to treat you as well. That's the, that's kind of friends I want. Like I've said before, I feel like this group is such a good group and that's why we tend to go back because even on Sunday when we were all packing up and they were kind of coming by and making fun of me for having so much stuff, but they would just hug us and be like, Oh, we love you guys, you know, and they were sincere about it. Like yeah. they're truly good people and good friends to, to us. Well, we were talking about that on the drive back, how many people gave us hugs and said, Miss you guys. We you know, love you guys. We're gonna miss you. Can't wait to see you again. And we we felt it was true. And you even brought up the fact that 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 area is different from the Dallas area that we've dealt with down here because if we were to have a flat tire five miles out of town and post it up on Facebook, hey, we're stuck. We think that even the people that were talking shit about us saying we're fake would probably be some of the first people that showed up with yes. a tire tool. So yes. that speaks volumes. You know, we may not get along. They may not like us. But as far as community, that place is spot on with it. Yeah, it's definitely a social group. They're very loyal, I guess you could say. And I think that's why we've struggled in some of the other areas we've been in, especially the DFW, because we don't see that a lot. Yep. So we've taken up a lot of time. Anything else you want to say? Where's Lee? No. I was going to say, hide your unicorns. We're coming after them. <laughs> All right, babe, we're done, aren't we? All right, everyone. Let's go flamingle. Peace out, people. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at nope, 944. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time.